Okay, welcome back to If I'm Being Honest. I'm recording an episode today that I didn't expect to record, um, but there was a shocking and uh, devastating event this past week that has me here. Uh, I feel the need to talk about it. A lot of people have heard about it. Some may not have, but a awesome guy who went by the name Twitch passed away, and it made me decide that I wanted to get on here and talk about oh all kinds of things we talk about on this podcast, um, about speaking up more than anything when you're struggling. Um, But for those of you who may not know who Twitch is, Twitch uh, is a fantastic dancer who became known from uh, So You Think You Can Dance in the U.S. After a great run on that show uh, and a career as a dancer, he ended up being the daily DJ on The Ellen Show, he was also a guest host on that show quite a few times. He went on to act in a few very big movies, Uh, not to mention he was a huge social media star. Uh, Everyone around him felt like they knew him. Um, I do not know Twitch that well. Uh, We were not friends. Uh, We did work on So You Think You Can Dance together. So I was around him for that season and ran into him a couple times uh, in the following years after that. Uh, My experience with him was the same as anyone that was around him that worked with him, uh, was friendly with him. You know, you had nothing but positive things to say. The guy had great energy always smiling, hard worker, just great positive vibes all around him. So when the news came out this past week of him passing, um, when I first saw the headline that Twitch at 40 years old was dead, I had the same initial reaction that I had when I heard the news about Kobe Bryant. I just paused for a second after reading the headline on my phone and I just sat there in a bit of shock and disbelief more than anything else. I didn't think it was possible. He's young, vibrant, so much going for him. Uh, It just didn't seem possible. And then I thought about it for a second and thought, man, what happened? You know, it must have been a a car accident or, you know, something like that. And then I started to read the story and I got to the part that he took his own life. 
that he shot himself. And the shock and disbelief and all those feelings turn to immediate sadness for him and whatever he must have been dealing with and going through and sadness for his wife, Allison, who I also knew through the dance community, um, and then his three kids. Twitch, you know, is known, I know him as a dancer, um, but also, you know, a television personality. Um, you know, but I think it's important to remember that he was a son, a husband, a father, those things first. And by all accounts, he was an awesome son and husband and father. You know, I don't know. I don't pretend that I am friends with Twitch. Like I said in the beginning, I don't have any inside information on anything. I don't know anything more than you do, than what you have read in the news or you know, following him on social media. I, after our time on So You Think You Can Dance Together, just watched him grow as a person, as a celebrity, as a dancer, uh, just watched his career grow on social media, and I watched him build his family from afar. And it looked fantastic. I would watch him post daily videos and dance for us and all those positive vibes that he was always surrounded by that he gave off. That's all I ever saw from him. So I was in the same boat as anybody else when I got the news of just just being surprised. You know, people run to social media a lot of the times when there is an announcement of someone's passing, especially a celebrity, and you get this, you know, RIP, RIP, RIP. And I've always disliked that to an extent because... I felt like it was just in, you know, almost unauthentic way to show respect for someone because it's easy to just jump on social media and write something and then move on. And so that was my immediate thought here. And I'm not saying I'm right by thinking that's unauthentic, inauthentic. Uh, it's just, you know, my initial reaction to things like that. And I had that same feeling this time until later on that day when I started getting text messages from all kinds of people from, I mean, friends from high school <laughs> that I haven't seen in years to parents of, you know, kids that play on soccer teams with my kids 
people outside of the entertainment industry, the dance world, who started telling me that they couldn't believe the news about Twitch and talking about, you know, I followed this guy on on TikTok or on Instagram and his wife and him made me smile every day with their dancing and the different things that they would post. And I was surprised at the reach that Twitch had. I knew he was popular, but I didn't realize the demographics he crossed over, all the different age groups he crossed over to, and just how many people he reached on a daily basis and inspired, made smile, you know, made feel good. So that's when I started to have a little bit of a a thought on, hey, maybe I'm wrong about that RIP thing. You know, people are, people were touched by him and saddened by the news, the shocking news. And so that's why a lot of people were reaching out and sending message on social media because it did make them sad. It made me sad. I I had an unexpected reaction myself. As I said, once I got past the disbelief, I got sad and I almost didn't know how to handle it. And I walked upstairs and uh, walked into my bedroom where my wife was and I told her the news and she just kind of stopped and looked at me and um, she could see that I was sad. And, you know, I obviously, as I said, I was sad for him and sad for everybody that was you know, surrounding him, his wife, his kids, his family, his mother, who uh, it seemed like he was incredibly close with. Um, but then it made me think about, you know, Twitch inspired so many of us on a daily basis. And we were inspired by his life and what seemed like the way he lived it. And so in his death, I felt like I should push the push forward this message of needing to talk in honor of him. You know, I lived on both sides um, of this whole social media thing of promoting a life that I was living to an extent, but I wasn't giving you the whole truth. And I pushed out on social media every day 
a narrative that my life was perfect. I only posted videos, pictures, stories of myself smiling and living the life, working on my television shows, playing with my kids, on vacation with my wife. Everything was perfect. And that's the narrative I wanted everybody to see. And as I've talked about on this podcast endlessly is I was miserable inside. I was fighting demons in my mind. And I wasn't talking to anybody about it. I didn't say a word to anyone, including those closest to me. And when everybody found out that forget being less than perfect, that I was in rehab, <laughs> people were shocked. And it's because I hid. I hid everything. And, you know, social media allowed me to hide a lot because when I was posting those things, it almost gave me temporary relief and strength to not only show whoever was looking how great I was doing, but I would believe it for a short amount of time and say, yeah, I am doing great. I am fine. I don't need any help. I don't need to talk to anybody. I can keep drinking. I believed it. You know, I used social media as a way to explain to myself and to everybody else that I was just fine. And it worked until it didn't, right? Until I was beyond a post, you know, beyond being able to just throw a smiling picture up there. Um, and I had to run for that help. Uh, I, I've been on the other side of it too, where I watched Twitch on social media and I'll admit as much as I try not to be, because I know that there's a level of authenticity to social media, but there's a, <laughs> a huge amount of social media that is it's not false it's just less than true it's it's just what somebody wants you to see it's not the whole story you know and i watched twitch with a bit of envy right i was you know from watching him from a young age and this will you know i was only six years older than him but I was proud of him from, from the guy who started on So You Think You Can Dance to what he had become in, a, in his career and also uh, in his life as a husband and a parent. It was awesome. But I would also watch him like doing countless promotions for companies he was sponsored by and all this. And I'm like, man, man, look how awesome he's doing. Look how awesome he's doing. And I got caught up in that too. 
I got caught up in believing everything I was looking at and not realizing that there's more to somebody. There was more to him. You know, there was definite truth behind what he was doing. You know, he was doing great in his career. He does have three beautiful kids, a wonderful wife. You know, but none of us know what's really going on. Nobody knew what was really going on with me. And I fell victim to that same thing of watching him every day, dancing, sharing positive motivational messages. And I bought into, man, he, he's got it all. I bought into that. And I, again, I don't know. I have no extra knowledge. I would think that so many people that were around him, you know, his friends and, and, and different loved ones, you know, you watch him and you just probably thought, <laughs> he's awesome, right? He gave off so much positivity every day to everybody that was around him that it was impossible to, leave, to, to believe that he wasn't living in that same positive place. You know, how many people have stopped to ask him any time in the, in the recent past? How many people asked him how he was doing? How he was really doing? I don't have the answer to that. I just know that, and this has been talked about in the media quite a bit over the past week, and I'm grateful for that, that, you know, tragedies like this should make us all realize that we do need to continuously ask the people around us, even the ones that seem like everything is okay. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them how they're really doing. You know, don't take, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. As the answer. You know, dig a little bit deeper. And it's not always easy, right? It's not always easy to ask someone close to you because it can be awkward. It can be uncomfortable to ask somebody how they're really doing and try to nail them down. And make them have a moment of, of truth and honesty with you. You know, if, if someone had done that for me, I'm, I don't know. I could probably venture a guess that I would have done everything to fight that off and would have manipulated the situation into making you think I was okay. But maybe someone would have said the right thing to me that, forced me to open up in a moment. I don't know. I do know that there's someone in my family that I've been meaning to talk to because I've been wondering how they're really doing. Really wondering, really questioning. And I've been putting it off for weeks and weeks and weeks, trying to find the perfect time. That's what I kept telling myself. 
And after this news of Twitch came out, I, about an hour later, said, I can't wait anymore. I need to ask that family member. And I did. And I did try to nail that family member down. And we ended up having a good, long conversation. And got to a couple interesting subjects and points that we got to cover. And I think it may have made a difference. That family member seems to be doing much better than I thought, which I believe and I was happy to hear. But I forced myself into the conversation and I forced that family member into the conversation and I think we're both better for it. And it was awkward and it was uncomfortable, but it was necessary. And there's more people in my life that I need to do that with. And I think if all of us take a moment and think about people that are around us, you'll think of one or two or three or more people that you could try to nail down and have that open and honest conversation with. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. I bring different guests on. And I started this because people being willing to share their stories helped me so much in my recovery and continues to help me so much. And I thought if I shared mine and help other people share theirs, who knows who it could reach. But the overwhelming thing I have learned in the short amount of time I'm doing this is it, it really is just about saying something, standing up and saying something. Whether you're the person struggling and just finding that, that moment that you're willing to just reach out to somebody and say something, or if you're a friend or a family member of someone struggling and being willing to stand up and say something to them. Saying something, starting the conversation seems to be the hardest thing for all of us. I don't, the experience I'm going through with the different thoughts I'm having about what happened with Twitch. As I said, I, I personally, from afar, got so much from Twitch on a daily basis that of, of inspiration, motivation, just smiling, making me smile. He gave that to me all the time. And from what I've heard through text messages and DMs, how many other people he did that for. So let's do for him, you know, pushing the conversation forward, reaching out to people as much as possible because we don't know. 
We don't know. Everyone's been saying this, that you never know what someone's going through. I mean, it's just a prime example of it. So let's take this moment to, you know, pay respects and then push the conversation forward. I pray for him, for his family, for his friends, and then anybody else out there who's struggling, reach out, talk to somebody. Um, I had Kevin Hines as a guest on my podcast a handful of weeks back. He is a suicide attempt survivor. He is a suicide prevention advocate. He had an incredibly powerful story. But one thing he really talked about is you got to have the hard conversations. You got to have the hard conversations, no matter how uncomfortable how awkward you have to have them. So let's continue to have the conversations and, uh, and just try to keep pushing the message forward. So that's it for today. Don't forget, you know, no matter what you're going through, there's help out there. So reach out. Reach out to a loved one. Call a hotline, talk to a friend, and if you know someone that's struggling, you know, reach out to them. Make sure that they're okay. Be there for them. Offer them any kind of help you can. Um, as I said, there is no perfect moment. If you're waiting for that perfect moment, it may not come, or it may be too late. So... Just reach out in any way you can. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are struggling, there is help out there. You can call or text directly from your phone, 988, or you can call the hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Get the help you need.